coming up on today's federal newscast. Federal contractors could get back pay for work completed during the longest government shutdown in history. Agencies may need to clarify their requests and proposed actions in the Federal Register. And an idea in the Senate could force the Pentagon to take a long look at the scope of its IT workforce. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Federal contractors may get back pay from the government shutdown, which lasted from late last year and into early 2019. House lawmakers folded a bill to pay low-wage contractors for their work during the shutdown into an omnibus appropriations bill this week. If passed, contractors who make $965 a week or less will be paid for their work while they were furloughed or had their hours reduced. Senators James Lankford and Kirsten Sinema want to make it easier to read the Federal Register. The Providing Accountability Through Transparency Act would require agencies to write a 100-word plain-language summary for each new proposed regulation. Lankford says it would help small businesses better understand those regulations. A bipartisan group of senators reintroduce a bill to standardize federal grant reporting. The Grant Reporting Efficiency and Agreements Transparency Act would require the Office of Management and Budget to maintain a comprehensive database on federal grant and award recipients. Congresswoman Virginia Fox and Congressman Jimmy Gomez reintroduced the Great Act in the House back in January. The bill passed the House last September but never got a floor vote in the Senate. New legislative proposals from the Office of Personnel Management look to help agencies reshape their workforce. One proposal would lift a statutory cap on the number of interns agencies can hire using an expedited authority. Another would give agencies the option to implement two-year probationary periods instead of the current one year. The third proposal would allow term and temporary employees to convert to permanent employment under certain circumstances. A coalition of federal managers' organizations is urging House members to include these proposals in next year's defense authorization bill. The Senate wants a clean-sheet review of the Defense Department's IT workforce. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. A provision in the Senate's defense authorization bill would order a top-to-bottom review of the contractor, civilian, and military IT positions in each military service and DOD agency. Senators want data on whether cyber and IT missions have too many or not enough people assigned to them, along with a new analysis of whether position descriptions fit the work that needs to be done. DOD would have to deliver a final comprehensive report to Congress two years from now. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. A provision in the House Defense Authorization Bill will give parents in the military more flexibility after having a child. The bill lets military parents take their parental leave non-consecutively. It also gives new parents better options for scheduling work and daycare. The military services offer up to 21 days of parental leave. DOD kicks off the process to hold vendors to one cybersecurity standard. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has more. The Pentagon's taken a page of the ISO 9000, or the Capability Maturity Model Integration Initiative Playbooks, to create a new cybersecurity standard for all of its suppliers. The Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification, or CMMC, would create five levels of effort and require third parties to verify contractors' progress. DOD plans to release the draft standard in July, collect industry feedback in a series of national listening sessions, and begin incorporating the requirements and solicitations in September 2020. I'm Jason Miller. The General Services Administration will release a request for information in the coming weeks looking for help in reconfiguring special item numbers under its schedules program. 
As part of its schedule modernization initiative, the goal is to reduce the number of sins from about 900 to 300 and make them easier to understand. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration launches an app to help people deal with coastal flooding. It produces water level forecasts up to 48 hours in advance. Dubbed the Coastal Inundation Dashboard, it draws information from 200 water level sensors. NOAA officials say the dashboard will aid businesses and residents of the so-called blue economy. The Justice Department gathers several components into a special fraud strike force. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. The task force is aimed at foreign-based schemes that target U.S. senior citizens. The Transnational Elder Fraud Task Force will encompass DOJ's Consumer Protection Branch, six U.S. Attorney's Offices, the FBI, and the Postal Inspection Service. It will also work with the Federal Trade Commission. Officials say they'll use data analytics to target frauds ranging from door-to-door cheats to phony online lotteries. World Elder Abuse Awareness Day is tomorrow. I'm Tom Temin. The Agriculture Department is moving most of its employees at the Economic Research Service and National Institute of Food and Agriculture to the Kansas City region. USDA says all ERS and NEFA employees can keep their jobs if they move. The first 100 employees are expected to move by August. The department says the relocation to Kansas City will save the government $300 million in rent and staffing costs over 15 years. News of USDA's decision to move employees to the Kansas City region is earning a wide variety of reactions. Lawmakers on both sides of the aisle in the Kansas City area praised the announcement, while members in the National Capital Region want to block the relocation. Maryland Senator Chris Van Hollen says he'll reintroduce an amendment to the defense authorization bill blocking the move. Some employees in the new Economic Research Service bargaining unit turned their backs to USDA Secretary Sonny Perdue during an all-hands meeting yesterday. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One. And follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 